is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. The Cowboys are now 2-0 after beating another division rival this weekend against the Redskins 31-21 before we get into it how are you guys doing I'm fantastic we got home at 8 15 had a regular night's sleep Cowboys looked good what could you possibly complain about no, the, I'm sure there are, there are there's things that, that people could find and, sure. they, and they are finding them but uh I think that just goes to the expectations of this team that, you know, you can, oh, my God, what's wrong with the defense? I mean, giving up 21 points. This is a good football team, and I think we knew that before this season started and we're finding it out and don't know how good Washington is or the Giants don't look that great, but you're going to face bad teams, and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to beat them down. And I think they're going to face a bad, uh, even I almost said batter team. They're going to face a batter Batter. team. (laughs) You could probably come up with new adjectives to describe the Miami Dolphins. But, you know, yeah, we'll get to them. You never know what could happen, you know. Mm, It's very impossible. You're right. They might cover. (laughs) But you never know. But let's start off with with this game. I mean, you, you know... The offense started kind of bad. Dak ended up doing what he does, basically. Usually takes him a little while to get going. And yesterday, he, aside from being under pressure, aside from throwing an interception, which wasn't really his fault. Maybe that was kind of on Randall Cobb a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then, after all that, he he stayed put, very focused, ended up getting um, completing 26 out of 30 attempts. For 269 yards, his How final. How did he make this happen? His final 18 passes and all 14 of his passes in the second half. Uh, absolutely. Very impressive. I, yeah. So where? How did he turn the switch on? What happened then that we saw? the offense finally being able to get moving even after being pressured i think this team just does a good job and whether it's kellen moore whether it's john kitna up up top whoever on offense they do a good job of figuring out what can we do here what 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 is working and what are the redskins trying to do and the giants or whoever and and let's beat them i mean the most impressive thing to me when i look at all these stats is that for the second straight game they have scored touchdowns on five straight possessions Last week was five touchdowns. This week, four touchdowns and a field goal. They they are figuring out, okay, I see what you've game-planned all week to do. Got it. Good job. Nice sack. Good interception. Not happening again. Watch this. And then they just take over. Yeah, that's, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but it looked... But it, let me pat myself on the back. It, yeah, always. When you say that, that's what you're going to do. But right. it kind of encompassed like what I thought was going to happen. Although, I... I didn't expect them to struggle so much early, and then after they struggled, I didn't expect it to be that easy the rest of the way. Like I kind of thought it would be more back and forth. I said they'd win by ten, but I thought it would feel a little bit closer than that. And like they got all the struggles out of the way in like twenty minutes, and then they were like, "All right, let's go." I said overtime. You should listen to your buddy. 
Derek? Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. What did you say? He's inviting himself what in I the back. No, I, know, I try not okay, to listen Okay, so what to I you. said was, we, we can go back and play if I want to. I actually said it was going to be adversity at the beginning of the game. Everybody would be like, man, this isn't the team we saw last year, mm-hmm. uh, last week. Then the Cowboys would get going. The Cowboys would get out to a comfortable lead. At the end, the Cowboys would win it. 31-23 was my final score. Damn. I'm sorry, 31-21. 23 was my final score. I said, but the Redskins would score late in order to make it look closer than it actually was. Yeah, that's so, exactly So we that's should exactly start listening happened. to your predictions. I'm that's just exactly saying. What happened. Every once in a while, you get these right. It really Every once in a while, you get these right. It really was funny, though. I got though. one. I, I, I give you about 20 oh, plays. Oh, Nick a, did have a good one. 20 plays a game, and I got one. Yeah. And it was a good one. And but. it was. It was. There, we, we were standing. We were sitting there, and all of a sudden, Nick says, Devin Street to the house. Now Devin Smith. I'm Devin Smith. I, now You're I'm doing what sec- Newey did. You are the no, I did that because I watched that. Newey do it last night. Anyway, very different players. It, yeah. Very different. Nick was like Devin Smith to the house, and I just kind of I didn't even really pay attention to it. It was just kind of like okay, here Nick goes with his predictions again, and Nick then sure enough, every play. here he's going down, and I'm like oh oh play. oh, and so yeah, that was a good one. That was, was a really good one. One out of twenty. No, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one because that's not one that you would just if you would have just right. said Cooper to the house, right. then you know yeah. that doesn't count, but. I, I honestly saw him out there, and I thought, they don't think he can run that fast. I bet you that they don't think that he could just fly right by him. But, and you know, the did. thing about that and the play action is is huge. I mean, Zeke doesn't have the greatest numbers. I mean, good game, great great game. But to me, this is all about Zeke and, and, the, and the running game. I mean, the two biggest plays of the game on offense to me were Dev, uh, Devin Smith and <laughs> – uh, Dax run and both of them were off play fakes one to Pollard and one to Zeke I think the offensive line the running game gets so much attention this it, other stuff's you know just falling right into their lap and the red I mean the Redskins did not it didn't look like they over adjusted for the 400 yards in week one like there were no. still a ton of guys down in the box still they tried to Zeke. trash it up and stop Zeke I think you're absolutely right play action was another big part of this it's just wild to me you know last year and for years like adjustments as everybody's fan. Oh, they don't make any adjustments. They're not adjusting. Well, oh. everything that we thought Washington might do to muck this thing up happened in the first 10 minutes. You know, Kerrigan, Deron Payne, not being able to run the ball, Dak not having time. Certainly looked like they adjusted because it stopped being a problem after about <laughs> the first quarter. Yep. Like, and, and again, once they got it out of the way, Washington didn't really put up a fight the rest of the game until it was 31-14. Like, I kind of thought there would be a few back and forth where it's like, all right, Dallas is up 21-7. Here comes the Washington run. Well, Did not happen. Well, that really. 21 to 21-14. 21-14. It was 24 And then they went and made it 24-14, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. 20, yeah, it was 21 14 first. There yeah. was never yeah, a. 21 yeah. to 14. Right. It was a one score game. And I thought the interesting part about that was that, okay, here we go. Crowd's into it. And what do the Cowboys do? They sit Zeke. Yeah. And they, right. they let Pollard take that whole drive. I thought that the first down pass to Jarwin, was, we had a great view of it. It was a great throw by Dak to Jarwin. And it was like, all right. You know, we see your touchdown, and we see that you got the momentum back. We're going to take it right back yeah. with Pollard. There was there was never a point in that game after fourteen to seven where I felt like Washington was threatening to try yep. to retake control of the game. Like no, no point whatsoever. Yep. Uh, even when it was a one score game, and that was surprising and impressive to me. Like 
I hesitate to call it a complete and total beatdown, but it was a, you know, in the NFL, it was a controlled, Yeah, it was. you hate to say easy, but easy looking win. You can see, you can have those games sometimes and you're like, there was no doubt throughout the game of who the better team was. Yeah. Sometimes those things will flip on you and the other team will win. But usually in those kind of games, you can kind of sense that, I mean, I, not, I don't really want to say this, but it was kind of like Texas playing LSU. I never at, at any moment in that game felt like we were the better team. Mm-hmm. I felt like LSU was the better team. Just and there were moments when we when could have that. won it, but we, they were just the better team. And I think it was the same thing yesterday. Cowboys are just the better team throughout the entire game. And that's probably going to be the case on, on almost every game. I don't know if they play that way. Yeah. But I think they're going to be the better football team just about every, every week. There are probably two teams right now I look at and I say they are – equal to them, at least equal to them. Like I wouldn't call them the better team. That would be the Packers and the and the Patriots. Uh, obviously the Patriots are the Patriots, but yeah, yeah they're they're gonna have some challenges this year and we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get to see all and they're gonna lose some of these games Absolutely. maybe that that you know a team that you're not expected to beat. But. I feel I feel like Jason Garrett right now and that there was and I'm not you know I'm not hating on y'all but there was a lot of chatter last night during that Eagles Falcons game. It was yeah. like well if the Eagles and Falcons look like this who can challenge the Cowboys? I'm like calm down guys it's <laughs> September 15th right. the Cowboys looked like trash through most of the first six weeks of last year. Uh, I'm not ready to write off the Eagles because they didn't look great last night. I'm not ready to write off a lot of teams. Um, Anybody who does that has not been watching the NFL. Yeah, uh, but again, you can only play who you can play, and through two weeks, the Cowboys look about as impressive as anybody in the NFL. There you go. Now, you know, we always talk about the O-line, and when they struggle, that becomes an issue for the Cowboys, and then the game kind of goes down. But even despite of Connor Williams not playing well, even regardless of us talking so many good things about him during training camp and all preseason, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a good game. Based on the adjustments that we saw Kellen Moore do during the game, do you feel a little bit more comfortable or confident that – you're not so worried from those games where Dak is going to be under pressure, but they're able to get out of there and still make plays. Uh, I'm not worried. I mean, I thought the offensive line is playing very, very well. Um, Connor Williams, it happens all the time when you have a great line. There's always a guy or two that they're not elite, and so they kind of stand out a little bit. And, and he didn't have a great game, and maybe he doesn't play well in, in Washington. That's two now that he hasn't played well. But um, – you know the the rest of the line is playing great, and if he if he doesn't pick it up, I think they'll replace him. I'm not sure there's not a better backup than him right now, but um, that's not. I don't know if they're at that point where they need to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm interested because there are some teams that they are going to play this year that have a similar guy to Deron Payne in the middle of their defense that he's going to have to deal with, and so I'm a little bit concerned from that standpoint. He's going to have to face that kind of guy every week, so he'll be fine a lot of the times. I do wonder, though, when he faces you know better talent at the defensive tackle position, if this is going to be a common theme because he he did not have a good game. No, but he's all. a competitor, and when remember in the playoffs when it was like, well, how is this guy going to handle the Rams? He played really well against the best defensive player in all of football, yeah. and and so he you know I I would imagine he'll step up to the challenge and and. You know, for an offensive lineman, you get called for holding, you get you you get beat for a sack and give up another play, and that's three plays, and you're like, this guy's terrible. Yeah, they ran probably what sixty plays. Yeah, yeah I, he I may mean, not have played that bad. I I, I think he was fine on it. Like I'm not yeah. worried about it at all. Like and and yeah, I mean they they had their struggles in the first quarter. They got it together. He's got Travis Frederick to help him out. That's huge. Um, 
And yeah, it, it's un, it's probably unrealistic to think all five of your guys across the line are going to be all pros capable of handling their business. I mean, uh, Lyle played great against Kerrigan. Again, you know, mm-hmm. Kerrigan got the sack. That was all pain for yeah. me. Like yeah. that's uh, so. I don't. That even, was all about Connor. Yeah, that was not about uh, Lyle. My but opinion. again, from like <clears throat> from the end of the first quarter on, I did not really notice a problem. So yeah. I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, it's one of the things I love about what Kellen's doing right now. I'm talking about Kellen Moore just because. It, you're right, Nick. I think it was you that was saying like he's you, the the fact that they are able to make these adjustments, which in both games, first possession, eh, but as game wore on, they got better and better and better and better. And that to me is all about adjusting to what the defense is showing you and taking advantage of your opportunities. Yeah, so. and I mean third and one, I you know I thought that on the first on the interception, it was, it was third and one. I mean, let's run the ball or, or at least get Dak to do it. But it was just shotgun. It was almost like it was third and eight, you know, and they throws it and gets intercepted. And But they come back on the third and one again with Pollard, and I thought maybe the play of the game or one of them when Dak scrambled – or not scrambled, it was the uh, zone read, and he got mm-hmm. around and faked me out because I, I thought – I was like, what is Pollard doing? Like, run. And then I realized that Dak had the ball. Yeah, It's funny how much – really good at faking it. Oh, like they're, they're really I, I said this during they're, the game, like, and I mean, Devin Smith got open. He burned Josh Norman. Great play call. All of that. But like Dak is so good at the sleight of hand and the body posture that mm-hmm. fakes the defense out like fake play fake to Zeke. Then he play fakes it again on the screen. Like if you go back and watch it, like half the defense bites on two different fakes. And he's just so good at stuff like that. Like Smith beat his man anyway, but it just makes it that much easier of a play and, when you can throw people off like and that. And I love that of the pass to, to Smith. I love the fact that he was like, it's just knowing your guy. It's knowing, okay, where's the open part? I'm going to throw it way out here, and he's going to go get it because yep. he can run and, and go, you know, and do that. And then now when Devin Smith is in the game, Oh, watch fifteen because he can run. That's only that's just another weapon that you've got, and he might be out there a little bit more now because he's the one guy that can really stretch the field like that. These other receivers, well, I say that Gallup can run yeah, too. Now yeah, he, can. he Cook, ran right by Josh Norman. Run. That was kind of a whose fault was that on that deep ball? Though he he kind of you know turned and. I, honestly, I I don't know that it was anybody's fault. It just I don't think he tracked it the well as well yeah. as he should have. And I'm not yeah. sure if Dak threw it in the best position for him to have to come back across and catch on the I, outside. I don't think it was the perfect throw for that route, but I also think he could have adjusted to yeah. it better. Sim, I mean, yeah. similar to the Cobb interception is like, yeah, Dak Dak could have placed that better. But also, he was under duress, and it hit Cobb's hands. Like you yeah. would prefer not to bat that into the air. And Cobb did say after the game, he's like, "That was on me. I should. Yeah. I got to catch that." Well, so, that's I, yeah. and it's you know, and that's been an issue, especially with Gallup. That's been an issue for Dak, and people kill him for it. And I'm like, I thought that in the NFL, if the ball hits your hands, then it's on you, even if it could have yeah. been a better throw. Like right. that's what I've heard since I was a kid. So. Yeah. It just I just, seems like his body placement. It, it, he was just not placed right. Like he oh, no. he was turned inwards, and mm-hmm. then the ball was coming behind him a little bit, and just making that adjustment to turn all the way around. That's just weird. Yeah, that would have been a tough catch. I mean, that's a tough catch when you're tracking on the right and the ball's coming over the left, yeah. and you got to kind of track it over your head, like yeah. with a helmet and shoulder pads on. Like think about, you don't have the same range of motion as you normally. So trying to track that, that's a tough thing to do. So. 
Uh, it would have been a tough catch, I think, all the way around. Probably, I don't know that I blame either one of them. They b- both could have done things maybe a little bit different or better, but, I mean, it is what it is. That's a 50-50 ball. There's a reason why they call yeah. them 50-50 balls. And just the fact that he, how he turned on the Jets to just zoom right past him there, like, he's got some speed. Um, he's a deep ball guy for sure. Obviously, Devin Smith is. And, and I still think Cooper can, I mean, as well. I mean, that's not his best part of his game. He can get by you. And I don't know if it's the best part of his game, but he's pretty damn good at it. You he's, can ask Philly's DBs. Yeah, he's a glider. He just kind of Could do we how much how long do we have before we break? We're about to take a break. All right. I want I have I really want to talk about my favorite subplot to this whole thing, but we can save it for the yeah, other we'll, side. Yeah, we'll we'll do it right when we get back from this break. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First to go, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. Back to the break. All right. I'll let you just take it away. Okay. I wrote I wrote a story last night about how Dak did such a good job of spreading the ball around everybody. Eight different receivers, two different running backs, yada, 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 yada. And something that really jumped out to me, I, I hate to throw shade at him because I love Des Bryant, but I just couldn't help but think about the old days when Win or lose, Mm -hmm. if Des Bryant were to finish with four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown, win or lose, we would be sitting here today talking about, like, how can they get Des going? What what was the defense doing that kind of limited Des's day? Like, that's... That's not what he's about, yada, 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 yada. Like, Regardless of seeing so many other guys being involved and productive. Well, well, well cause that's cha- that first, changes. First of all, the old Cowboys offense never had, yeah. in the time I've been here, there were never this many guys that could like be on top of the stat sheet. Like you're talking Dez uh, or you know Zeke as a runner, passer combined, whatever. But there weren't that many other options. You know, like once in a blue moon, you'll have a Terrence Williams blow up game like the Chiefs a couple years ago. But like 
There weren't a lot of other options. And that's kind of my point is look down on this stat sheet. Uh, Devin Smith is leading the team in yards. Michael Gallup is leading the teams in, team in receptions. Randall Cobb had at least one, if not two, pretty clutch third-down conversions. There's just so many options that it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I hate to say it doesn't matter, but Amari Cooper can be like your third or fourth option, and the offense still rolled. Everybody got involved. Everything looked good, and everybody was happy at the end of the day. And that's, uh, first of all, it's refreshing. Second of all, it's scary in a good way in terms of what this offense could be. Like, if you don't need Amari Cooper to take over to roll, that's exciting. And I just, I was writing this story last night and I was like, this is amazing. Like, Michael Gallup is your leading receiver through two games. And that's awesome. And I think the key there, and I think we talked about this before the season, like, if you really, if you know, you can say pick your poison, but the guys have to be able to handle it. Like, yeah. they have to be able yeah. to handle games like this and not have, you know, the divas that, that want the ball all the time. And, you know, Amari Cooper came from Oakland. So he, he's like, well, I'm just happy to win. And, you know, I, I would think he's not really. That worried about it. Actually, he was saying it on the sideline, and after I mean, during the last game, he was telling uh, I think it was Gallup he was talking to. Where he yep. was like, "Look, when we when we present this kind of uh, of of offense to an opponent, it is too hard for them to be able to keep up with. They they don't know where the ball is going to go from play to play because everybody's getting involved. So we want everybody to get involved, right? He, he talked about that last night. He was like, "Imagine being a defensive coordinator watching the tape of this, and and everybody's putting plays on tape." And the other somebody asked him, "Like, do you kind of have to fight against that natural instinct to want the ball?" And classic Coop, he was just like, "No, I, I worry about the opportunities that I do get, and that's that's enough." Which I just love it. Yeah. I love that guy. Which I don't say any of this to like insinuate that Des Bryant was this problem child. Like he really never had that very many moments where he, you know, give me the ball, give me the ball. Like we know that's not true, but it still was this ever present story. Yeah, it was this ever present storyline where it's like if we're not targeting Des 17 times a game, the offense probably isn't going to do what we mm-hmm. want it to do. Right. And so it's just it's it's new and exciting to see this where it's like everybody's going to do a little bit. Nobody really has to take over for this thing to work. Yep. So what's going on with Michael Gallup and the injury? So he banged his knee. Um, we don't know the severity. He's getting an MRI. I think it's okay. Like MRI sounds scary, but guys get MRIs for everything. Like you have access to it anyway. Why not just be safe? But. Something to keep an eye on. Hopefully, Jason Garrett will update us later today. I would hate to sound like an idiot. I, I don't think it's serious, but we'll see. Let's see what Jason says. All right. Well, let's get into the defense because there's a lot Sorry, to uh, well, talk about. Same goes for Antoine Woods for anybody that hasn't heard. Uh, knee injury with MCL him. doesn't seem to be too severe, but again, they're looking into it. So, yeah. Sorry. And as Nick was mentioning during the break, you know, being having the Dolphins coming up next, that ease, eases things with in, guys that are injured that you can probably sit down and not worry about it. And they're, I think they're looking for a way to get Tristan Hill in the game, and this would be a, this would be one That's to do that. Let's see, let's yeah. see what his injury is is like. But I mean, um, I, I definitely think they would love the opportunity to get him involved. Well, there are going to be some changes in the defensive line this week, but before we get into that, let's just talk about the defense overall. People are kind of starting to or keep talking mm-hmm. about the defense, kind of concerned about their production and what they've been doing on the field. Not necessarily the kind of defense we 
we're talking about last year. They've been kind of slow a little bit. What is going on? What is the problem here? Let's start off with the defensive mm. line. Can I correct? I, I don't think there's a problem. So that's I I I'm, I think I'm the, glad I, we're on the same. I page. think the defense is playing problem, really well. Problem in the aspect of when you start talking about comparison between last year yeah. and what they I were think, doing. You I know, people's expectations. We go yeah. back with expectations. Yeah, I think there's been plenty of years if you go back and you look that the Patriots had the worst ranked defense in the NFL, and and that's because of how these games are going. When you have a lead like that, the Cowboys weren't having as many many leads early in the season, having to rely on the defense to, to make plays and field position and all that. With the Cowboys scoring the way they are, I think I think it's opening up for teams to 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 you know get some chunk plays in the second half. I think the defense, they're getting off the field. Yeah, they could get more sacks and turnovers. Jalen Smith said that to be elite, we got to get sacks and turnovers. We got to do a better job. But they're getting off the field and they're making some plays. Um, I I think the defense is actually playing really well. That's it's so fun. And you know, like I'm not I'm not trying to talk down to anybody listening to this because I'm with you. Like, you know, you're you know, Byron Jones, Anthony Brown, they're giving up receptions. The Redskins seem to be moving the ball pretty well. They go down and score a late touchdown. You're like, eh, I don't, I don't know about this. Like it doesn't doesn't feel like they had a good day. Then you pull out the stat sheet. Two of nine on third down, two hundred and fifty-five total yards, less than five yards per play. Um, red zone, they did allow three of three in the red zone. That ain't great. Um, but, like, you look at what they did on paper, and it was pretty good, especially with an offense that's cracked 30 points in both games so far. They are not generating enough pressure on the quarterback, and they missed at least two, if not three, opportunities at takeaways. Like, that, if you're going to criticize them, that's where it lies for me. One sack, at, or two sacks in two games, one per game, not awesome. Um, I thought, you know, Malik Collins and Christian Covington were great against the run yesterday. Washington couldn't really do anything but not blowing up the pocket the way that that we thought we might see so far in training camp. Or, you know what I mean, after what we watched in training camp. Um, And then, you know, Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods should both have interceptions today. Like, both of them had good shots at it. I think that's the key. Um, And and I think you were right, Amber. It's really about expectations. And I'm a big believer in that from the standpoint of what I thought of this defense coming out of training camp to what I've seen through the first two weeks. They haven't been as as spectacular as I thought they would be. And what I mean by that is I thought there would be more bigger plays. I thought these linebackers would be making more tackles for losses. I thought the secondary would be getting more interceptions. I thought the defensive line would be getting more pressure and more sacks, and I'm not seeing that. That's the part that is a little bit troubling because, again, going back to what we thought of them, my thought was they were about to take the next step step to being elite. They're a good defense, no doubt about it. Those stats you were just reading says they're a good defense and they're winning games. That's So there are no complaints here. I'm not saying by any means there's a problem with the defense. The, the problem is with me. The problem is I created these expectations. You know, that's yeah. how it usually should go. It's like you make the expectation and you hold somebody else to well, your expectations. we talked about so many turnovers during training camp, and right. that always happens. And they know? did it. They, they did it during training camp, and I thought that was a sign that this secondary is really ready to take that next step. And Xavier Woods had that opportunity yesterday. I, was, I really thought he had that pick. And, and that's the kind of pick he was making in training camp yeah. that, again, he didn't make yesterday. So – I understand the expectations part. I don't think the defense is bad. I just think expectation-wise they're not living up to what we thought they were going to be through two games. That's the other part. It's just two games. Yeah. It's a long season. Our view in the FedEx press box is terrible. And ter- you know, we're, we're behind the end zone, so like you don't have good depth perception. You can't really tell. But one thing that you can see really clearly 
is angles on passing plays. Mm -hmm. And, man, it, I mean, I thought Jeff Heath was going to the house. Oh. It, I mean, the way he broke from his spot on yeah. the route, I was like, he sees it, he's housing this thing. And then it just clanged off his dome. I was like, well, what I – I mean, you know, sitting back here, I saw it perfectly. Like, I, I think he was just, and he saw it too. It's like, well, I think why he was. Look? I think he was worried more about the receiver than the ball. Which, and I, I've never coached safety. Maybe that's what he should have been doing. Maybe it's not. But I thought he had a touchdown, and and he didn't. You know, you know, um, it's the second straight game now where the you know teams have scored kind of late in the game, but. You know, if, if you're old enough to remember, the, the Cowboys played a game that still gets talked about a lot back in 2005 against the Redskins, where they were dominating 13 to nothing with five minutes to go in the <laughs> game. And the only way Santana. that you're going to lose the game is if you give up deep balls. Santana Moss got two of them. They won the game. And that's the only way that the Redskins or the Giants are going to come back is if they score quickly. So 31 to 14, yeah, you're not going to give up a deep ball. So you're going to have to work with the clock and just. We're going to give you everything underneath. The Giants took it last week. The Redskins took it. Yeah, it doesn't look good for your fantasy defense or whatever. It looks good for the scoring, but it's the way to win the game. Is We've got this lead, and we're just going to choke you out with it with the clock because we got the clock. And so you can go score, but you're not going to do it again. They, you know? they need to pressure the quarterback better. If they're going to be elite, they definitely need to get takeaways. But, I mean... So you spent... Okay, they but, got one sack last week, one sack this week. Yeah. We spent so much time talking about how much talent there was in the yeah. defensive line and how much depth. Yeah. And then this is what we're seeing. Yeah, it's... I mean, and I, you know... I haven't I haven't watched this game back, but I know the Redskins were paying a ton of attention to Demarcus Lawrence. Like I said, Malik Collins played a great game yesterday. We haven't seen the pass rushing aspect of it yet. Um, and then over on that right side, I think you know you've got Tyrone Crawford who didn't have much of a training camp. Although ironically, he got the lone sack, and it was one of the biggest plays in the game, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Dorrance Armstrong looked like he played better yesterday, but you know, still not just blowing people's socks off. And then. You know, luckily you got Robert Quinn back in the building today who you would hope would be able to help with all of this. You know, I'll say this, though. I, I think Tank has been a disruptive player. No, no, no. no. Like, his, his stats may not show it, but he's been a player that even when they're paying a lot of attention to him, which they have been, he's still managing to get – uh, to, to make quarterbacks have to get rid of the ball, getting opportunities to get in their face and, and, and affect the play. So I, I think – I think DeMarcus is playing fine. I think there are probably a lot of other guys on this defense that are playing fine. They're just not making those big plays. They're not turning that into a sack or turning that into a forced fumble and a fumble recovery tell or an interception. Him, tell them what Tyrone told you. Yeah, I mean, and I went back and watched it. And we, I was asking him about the play. I thought I agreed, Dave. I think it was the play of the game. And maybe a couple of plays before that, the penalty that uh, Malik Collins drew. It was first and five, and then seven nothing. They're driving, you know, and then get a holding penalty, and then that took him back. The sack, though on Crawford was not just a stunt inside, but, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence went inside and just blasted Brandon Sheriff, Sheriff just like as, as hard as he could just to take the whole thing inside and created a huge lane for, for him uh, Tyrone to just loop over. So And afterwards I tried to talk to Tyrone, and he didn't really want to talk, but he was like, I think he's, he kind of got banged up a little bit too, but he he said D Law made the play, and then D Law was right there. He's like, "Yeah, I did. You know, I made the play, <laughs> and, he, and he did. You know, he he made. I went back and watched it, and it's it was just one of those like, all right, I'm gonna take you three out, and it'll create a lane. Just like we talked on the offensive side of the ball about, hey, do you want to double team me? That's fine. It's the same on defense too, and it's 
it's hard to do that because these guys get judged by sacks. And yeah. So, but that's, that's made a play. It's a tough position because even on offensive line, like you're not watching that every play, but typically, like if you're not noticing a guy, he's probably playing yeah. adequately, if not really well. On on you know, if you're a pass rusher, you could make a play like that as Demarcus Lawrence open it up for your boy to get a sack and nobody's talking about that or or again Malik Collins drawing a holding penalty it doesn't register I think they can play better don't get me wrong like I'm not completely absolving them but there's silent stats there that don't show up on the box score or in your memory of watching the game like they're not playing poorly and and again what I was going to say AG is give me 255 yards and 21 points all day. Like, you will win a lot of football games allowing that. So, especially if this offense. Yeah, is, especially yeah. if your offense is doing – I mean, you'll win every game if yeah, your yeah. offense is doing this. Yeah. So, we'll win them all. Who yeah. on, the off- on the offensive side of the ball, the one guy we never talk about, but he's probably playing as well as anybody, we just don't ever talk about him, is who? I, on offense. Jason? A, a lineman? Yeah, it's probably – I mean, probably Tyron Smith. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, doesn't, you just take that for granted yeah, you at do. this point. You do. On defense, there's a guy, too, that we're not ever talking about. He never does really anything because he's just locking his guy down, and Cheeto. that's Cheeto. Yeah. I mean, Cheeto, I mean, yeah, once again, I mean, they tested Byron a little bit. I don't, did they even test Cheeto that much? He gave up He gave up that one ball to Eli. I'm talking last week. Yeah. He gave, and it was a perfectly placed ball, just tough break. And other than that, I mean, I couldn't tell you for sure that he's and, given up a completion realized, at all. You know, and, of course, he got a lot of headlines with speed and all you know yeah which is good too because yeah. you know okay we're not testing him it felt like to me yesterday the, the Redskins said we're going to test byron jones mm-hmm. and and so that was just kind of the way they went at it that goes you know watching the game you're like oh man another throw at byron like he's really kind of struggling and i come in today and brian's watched the tape and he was like oh byron was great yeah like byron he did, did. he played well the play he made i think he tackled paul richardson third down it wasn't his man he came off of a rub mm-hmm. And and just dominated the receiver to keep him short of the sticks. Yeah. It was a fantastic play. No, he played well, and that's yeah. that's the thing you got to love is that if they tested him, I think he passed the test. And now we'll see in the future weeks, uh, maybe not this week, but the week after that, we'll start to see our our offense is going to say, okay, do we just kind of go with whoever? Because there's not a clear distinction between these two cornerbacks. They're both really good. Yeah, I think I, I'm I give him a solid B through the first two weeks because I don't. Don't think either one of these teams is going to compete for a playoff spot, so you have to keep that in mind. Um, but, I mean, nitpicking to find things that, that terribly, terribly concern me. But I will be interested to see him play some better offenses. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we still need to talk about Taco Charlton mm-hmm. and what's going on there Taco. with, <laughs> with uh, Robert Quinn coming back from the two-game suspension. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Hey, tonight is the Aye. Cowboys. Are, hey, free and open to the public. You join neighborhood services at the Omni Frisco. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hours presented by Albertsons. Tonight, they've got Jalen Smith, Justin March, a couple of linebackers to join. Brad Cham, Kevin Turner, Taylor Stern. Monday night, 6 p.m. That is tonight. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Cowboys Hour. It's a fun time over there. I didn't know I was standing standing by uh, Shannon Gross. Hey, hey, hey! Country. Get your ass up there I, that Cowboys Hour. <laughs> so that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, we don't have much time talking Cowboys through us off a little bit, but old men yell at clouds. Yeah, Brian and Mickey were getting into it right before they I'm they shocked. needed to end the show. I'm so. shocked. Whoa, I missed whoa, that. Whoa. Did I miss that? Whoa. Brian, better be careful. Why? I'm just kidding. Um, oh. Stop. Stop. So dumb. Stop. Okay. I'm just saying. Stop. Go Robert ahead, Quinn Amber. coming back. He, you said, Dave, that he's back in the building. Um, I don't I don't know that. Like, I haven't be. seen him, but okay. he okay. just would think that We're he's, assuming he's today back is, in the building. Monday is not the off day anymore. Players are here getting rehab and, and doing meetings and stuff. Robert Quinn's suspension is over. It stands, he's probably excited. Stands to reason that he's here, but I have not laid eyes on him myself. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy that hasn't practiced for a while. Prior to the suspension, he had the whole hand injury back at training camp. So it's been a while since he's been out on the field doing some things. What is the expectation that the Cowboys are going to do here as far as the roster moves? Taco Charlton, a healthy scratch for two weeks, but they've kept him inactive both times. Is this the assumption that that might happen? They They have until Wednesday. They have a roster exemption, so they don't have to make a move until right. they start practicing for real. And, and we said all along that this stuff would kind of work itself out. You know, maybe somebody might get hurt or not play well, and I don't think it has really worked itself out because even though Antoine Woods is hurt, he's not banged up to the yeah. point where it would be a roster spot there. So it hasn't worked itself out, but I I don't know this. I mean, we've heard that there's trade rumors with, with Taco, mm-hmm. but there's – I mean – Dorrance Armstrong hasn't done enough where you wouldn't just you couldn't just play Taco this week. You know, in fact, he hasn't done really much of anything. So I would I would think that if you wanted to play Taco, you could. I think there's something else going on here where they're not trying to get him hurt or whatever. I think I think this week to answer the question, I think he is not on the team this week. That like after, the, after you know Wednesday or Thursday, I you know I'm 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 with you like in the sense that I feel reluctant to say that because it's a big you know it's a big yeah. thing to say to say they're gonna like cut or trade a, a former first round pick, but there's just so much writing on the wall. Like I don't know like where else does it come because you would think it's a D lineman. Like how many D linemen are you gonna put? 
And and there's just so much noise. Like Jerry Jones, he he declined to comment last night about trading Taco, but even he was like, you know, I know there's speculation out there about it. So like for him to acknowledge that, it's everywhere. And then you know, if you want to take an even deeper dive, like Taco's on social media liking tweets from me and Rappaport about how the Cowboys are trying to trade him, or uh, you know, Dayton Jones who used to play here tweeted like you know, free my man or whatever, and he like liked that and retweeted it or whatever, like. It's. I feel stupid even talking about it's it. So but funny. I love it's how they funny. say "free my man" and he'll get traded to like the Dolphins or something like that. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's not go. freedom. <laughs> I just not freedom. or something. Yeah. Like. I I want like is that is that relationship fixable at this point? Because it seems like the Cowboys seem done with him, and he doesn't seem super interested in being here anymore either. And so, are you really gonna? Not that. And we said last week, like I don't think it's gonna like derail the locker room or anything, but it just kind of. It's just kind of hanging there in this awkward space. So at some point, don't you just rip the Band-Aid off and do something about it? Well, yeah, I think if, if you're in a situation where you think um, it's clear that the player doesn't want to be here, if you think you're at that point and the team is not going to really find a, a role that's suitable for him, then, yeah, I think you, you just need to, for the sake of your locker room and not having just a malcontent, because I think that's one of the biggest dividers and, and, and problem causers for groups is a person that's a malcontent, a person that just isn't happy with their current station. So if if he is to that point and you don't feel like it's salvageable, I think you do it quickly so you don't allow that because young guys are impressionable and yeah. all it takes is the wrong person in their ear. See, so you see that? You see that? You see why they did that? You see that? And then all of a sudden you got this this malcontent starting to grow uh, among different players in the in the room. Which I'm sure they would prefer to trade him. I'm sure they've tried but again, like with there's so much writing on the wall, like what did what would another team be willing to give up, if anything? And the answer might be nothing. And so are you willing to cut your losses and eat the money? You get nothing for it's it, yeah. you got I mean you have to eat the contract, you have to deal with the embarrassment of cutting a first round pick in his third year. I mean, that's not a good look for anybody. Let's say okay. you get nothing. But yeah, you do. You get nothing. But you might have to just suck it up and make that decision. Yeah. Unless, unless you're prepared to That's put him out there on game day and try to salvage this thing. So for three yeah. years, you could play that same drop for him being out there. I mean, yeah. they really haven't gotten anything. Now, is there any other guy that you could think of that maybe they would decide to make that roster move with? Yeah. Aside I don't from think Kayvon is a guy that you have to consider, right? Yeah, Once those can... other two safeties are healthy. Yeah. Kayvon, and then That's, you've yeah. got some. I mean, just you don't need Adam Redman. You just don't need him on the team. I, I mean, I, I don't think you do. I mean, you've got backup guard in Suafilo. You got backup guard center in Joe Looney. You got a backup guard tackle in Brandon Knight. Yeah. I mean, backups do you really need? I mean, yeah. he's a backup center, but he would be your third center and guard. I just you don't. Know, uh, they like him, obviously. They don't really want to let him go, but I just don't know. If you need that much depth, what if you feel more confident that he could develop into a player who can help you down the road? Which that's that guess, would be an embarrassing thing part, to admit. But I locked up Lyle Collins, right. Zach Martin, got four Travis guys Frederick, yeah. Tyron Smith. I mean, Connor's pretty. Connor lo- he's I mean, totally forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's not IR. doing anything yeah. right now. But you got yeah. him for but the that's future. That's think about. Yeah, I mean, there. It's hard yeah. to think there's a place on the offensive line for you to be worried too much about, about the immediate future. I should say. I'm and I'm talking three to four years. There are several other places where you could get that roster spot, and maybe they will. But again, like, just feels awkward to like you don't feel good enough about him to put him out there when he's healthy, 
and he is not giving the impression that he's thrilled about being here. And awesome. so how or long not you... thrilled about not playing wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver's one now that you're I mean you, I didn't they, even think about that. They were just fine with, with Cedric Wilson yeah, you not can being send here. Cedric, you can back send down. Cedric back down. Yeah, true. that's yeah. honest. That's the yeah. easiest fix of all. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Yeah. Or they just keep Cedric Wilson. They could. I mean, and let maybe they hey, let Tavon go. The hey, most, you also got to see what's happening with Gallup, right? That that see what's happening with bit. Gallup. See yeah. what's happening with Tavon. The most surprised I was all of yesterday was when they sent Cedric Wilson out there on like the ten yard line. They hadn't been playing well. The game was very much in doubt. And I was just like, please, God, man. Oh, Nick like, was over there freaking I'm, out. Like, like, I don't like I'm this. Not, you know, I don't like this. I'm not I worried. Lance Lenore. <laughs> no offense to anybody. Like, I'm not worried about it from the Cowboys' standpoint. Like, they'll be fine. Yeah. But I'm just like, Cedric Wilson is going to just be public enemy number one. If you and Nick, you both were. You, were, you like, had both of them on oh, your side. Oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. He didn't. When he caught that thing, I was just like, thank God, Cedric. I'm so happy for you. Didn't want to see it all in like that. No, I did yeah. not. All right. Well, that is all the time we've got for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure what these guys are going to talk about, but I'm sure it's we'll going to be good. Out. Hey, be real great. quick, can you give a, a shout out to all those Cowboys fans in D.C.? That was freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. DMV, Just the, baby. The number Always of fans up. that were there and how loud they were, and especially the part where they were basically singing to the Redskins fans to leave <laughs> as the game was. My buddy, no uh, a buddy of mine, great. big Ohio State fan, so naturally he was interested in the Devin Smith touchdown, so he went back and watched it and texted me and was like it sounds like a home game like it basically oh, it was crazy yeah. loud we it basically like was it was All right. Well, well, thank you guys so much for Derek Eagleton, Nick Inman, David Hellman, and Member Garcia. This has been the break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?